0: Injured at work in a motor vehicle accident or had a fall in a public space? Speak to Your Claim Lawyers, a no-win, no-fee, personal injury claims law firm that specialises in maximising compensation claims for injured people. Call 1-800-YOUR-CLAIM or yourclaimlawyers.com.au. On the tee from Australia, Adam Scott. There it
1: is! Adam Scott. Expect anything different? Brilliant. What an up and down that was. Welcome
0: to the Clubhouse. Yeah, good day everyone. Welcome to the Clubhouse. Great to have your company right across Australia as we talk all things golf. Julian Baud, my name, Mark Allen, he's here each and every week. Uh, great to have your company, Marco. On a weekend where I think we saw one of the bravest shots yes. and one of the most controversial shots, I think to win a tournament <laughs> by Dustin Johnson last
1: week. Welcome to you. Yeah, nice to see you. Well, there is a little bit to talk about, and I'm glad you've brought it up. In today's golf, that was a magnificent shootout. Yep. To see Jordan Spieth doing what he does with the putter, and then Dustin Johnson doing what he does with the driver, and also the putter, mm-hmm. and also the wedges. Yes. You know, that wedge that he hit on the playoff hole, I think was better than the drive. Mm-hmm. It's a really ordinary last hole, by the way, with straight up the hill and all yep. that kind of stuff. And. The way you can kind of cheat the corner. We might talk about that a little bit later. Yes. But I I, I understand that you know people do enjoy saying someone take it on like, like Dustin mm-hmm. Johnson. And you know, if you have got the strength and you know, maybe you can, maybe you should be able to. Maybe it shouldn't be the eighteenth. I don't know. Yep. I don't
0: know. So do you think all right, let's let's play this out. So yep. Jordan Speeth, Dustin Johnson, they're in the playoff. Massive dog leg to the left over yes. the water in yeah. case you haven't seen it.
1: And if you obey the dog leg, you've got to go down the right. Yep. If you can carry it 310 yards. That's correct. You can kind of just get over the rough, well, more importantly, over the water mm-hmm. and take the lake out of play. That's right. So Jordan Spieth hits first, hits it up the right side, mm. not very
0: attacking, a little bit conservative. Yes. Ends up with a seven iron in. Yep. Dustin Johnson
1: go bang. Goes deep. Yeah, smacks really it, deep.
0: Smacks it
1: to within... Whew, Seventy-eight oh, yards. Yeah, yeah, 100 yards. 100 yep. yards, I reckon, it would have been. So 90 metres. But he hit it to the same spot that he was in, too, in yes. the, the other time. Now, the other time he went down the right. Mm-hmm. So wind conditions may well have changed. In fact, I'm, I'm saying must have changed. Well, he said he felt the wind behind him,
0: Marco, and that's why he took the line. There you go. So, so
1: things must have changed because he went down the right-hand side mm. the first time, hit a heel cut, got the worst line history, mm-hmm. chunked it out, and then the second time around. Then he got up and down, by the way. He yep. didn't hit the greatest wedge shot, but he got up and down. Nice he held a 20 a footer down the hill, yep, just sort of which was beautiful. Roll, and second time in. around, just took on the hole, took on the lake, took on the rough, took everything on. Yep. And then we know he's one of the great wedge players these days, as well as being one of the best drivers, mm. and pitched it to, what, no, four foot straight up the hill. He had a part or three foot straight up the hill and made no mistake yep. and beat Jordan Spieth. It That's was it. great. That's
0: it. It was great, but controversy Marco a mm. lot of pros a lot of commentators not happy with this hole the the, uh, the playoff hole being the 18th because if you fly at 315 yeah. basically you've got a hundred yard to 150 yard wide landing zone Marco Correct. is this unfair and is it favoring the long hitters too much
1: well look can I take you back to 1991 a crooked stick One of the reasons they call it Crooked Stick was it had a lot of dog legs, crooked holes. Yep. And the kid who won that week was the 8th alternate or ninth alternate Mm -hmm. at the start of the week, John Daly. John Daly, back in 1991, hit the ball probably 30 yards further than just about everybody else. Yep. And again, at Crooked Stick, if you were a 270-yard kind of guy, you had to obey the dog leg. And if you obeyed the dog leg, you only had... 25 to 30 yards mm-hmm. paces to hit within. But if you could carry the ball 300 yards at will, where the dog leg started to turn, it's, not, it's no longer 28 paces. It's more like 50 paces. Yeah. So John Daly took advantage of it that week. Hit driver absolutely everywhere. Mm. Even when there were some holes where he probably shouldn't have hit driver, he hit driver everywhere. <laughs> egged out. on by all the crowd and won famously. Mm-hmm. Oh, very famous. So... That happened in 91. It certainly happened here in the playoff. Just in the playoff. It didn't happen on the 72nd hole. Yeah. So conditions changed. You just told me that. And when I put that everything into the equation, half your luck, Dusty. Yeah. Half your luck. But the argument still is today. Should anybody <laughs> have the capability of carrying a golf ball with a small breeze, a tiny breeze behind you, 310 the 320 yards. Carry. Yep. Now, I think, and this is just me going on what my eye sees, when Daly came along and he was the longest in the world, I would say to you that his club head speed would have been more than what Dustin Johnson is running well, he, today. Well, he looked
0: like, just from the naked eye, that he was yep. dead set putting his whole body weight, which yes. was
1: significant, yes, behind the ball. Yes. And look, you... you, you Go back, go back to that, those years in 1990, 1991, mm. 92, 93, when John Daly was, was at his longest and meanest off the tee and drank more than anybody else <laughs> in the history of the golf, ever. Um, he was a long way past everybody. And we're talking about the best players getting around. And one of the reasons these guys are the best players is because they hit the ball further than a lot of people mm. and straighter. They hit the ball long and straight, more so than most that's why they get on the PGA Tour and they can play these tough courses and shoot 16 under par to win. Yep. John Daly was hitting at 30 yards, thirty paces. I keep on saying paces. 30 paces past everybody. Mm. His club head speed was beyond belief <laughs> back in the day. I, I put to you that his club head speed would have been 130 back in 1990. Yep. And Dustin Johnson's gets measured at around 125 <laughs> these days. So I'm guessing with John Daly... Know a little bit about Dustin Johnson? 125 is enormous. Yeah, that's Tiger Woods stuff. In 1999, was about 121 to 125 yeah. when he needed the step on one. <laughs> Tiger Woods. <laughs> but you and I have done some homework before the show. We have. We've gone out and had a look at how far John Daly was hitting the ball, or the tour average as yep. well. Back in 19, what was it? 2000? Yeah, 99, 2000. Yeah. Ninety nine, ninety nine, two thousand. You got those numbers there? Like there was around two hundred and seventy. Yeah, it's about two seventy-two. Was the tour average? Yep. And John Daly was up around three hundred. Mm-hmm. Um, these days it's very different. Yep. I mean, so Rory McIlroy is leading the tour this year. Yeah. On how with many? A driving
0: distance average of three hundred and sixteen point four yards.
1: The only thing that's changed with Rory's uh, swing, too, by the way, is that he's now got a Taylor Made M one or two. Yeah. And he's using the TP five X. Yes. What was he just as a as a as a uh, side note to this, what was Rory last averaging year? last year? Yeah, uh, I'll just get that up. So
0: he's first this year. He's first this year. Last year, he was down in ninth position
1: with 3.06. Right, on, so he's using a Nike ball and the old Nike driver. Mm. So just he's just picked up, how long, 15? F- about 10 yards. About 10 yards with a ball and a club change. Yeah. Remarkable. Dustin Johnson, can I just have a look there too? The only thing that would have changed with Dustin from this year to last is the ball. So last year he was
0: three thirteen.
1: Yeah, this year
0: and this year he is up
1: to three fourteen point eight. So yes. he's picked up two yards. Picked up two yards. Yeah. So that, that's I know, I know the we we know the ball goes a hell of a lot further than the old ball. Yeah. That is absolute documented fact. That's why so many people are changing to it. I think at the US Amateur they did the ball count there. For the first time ever, the TP five and the TP five X outnumbered the Titleist ball. Mm. They're the the numbers I got from TaylorMade anyway, yep. so in, in tweets that they said. I've never seen that before. Yeah. Um, so th- this ball clearly goes further. So to me, Dustin's probably you know eased up a bit, mm. and he's still hitting the ball that much. I found that, it that, that, that far.
0: I found it fascinating that the contrast in the two weeks on the PGA Tour. So you had two weeks ago, we talked about hmm. Henrik Stenson not using his driver all yep. week yep. and just hitting three wood after three wood after three wood, finding yep. the fairway. And then this week, it was decided because a bloke bombed his drive so far that he was <laughs> able yeah. to win.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. Good putting too. I mean, mean. I know what you mean. I just think it was that it was... I do know yeah. what you mean. And, and they're very, very good points that you bring up. But what happens? Because, you know, when John Daly came along in 19... 19- 91, you know, we were being told that the ball can't go any further. Yep. And then in 99, 2000, when Tiger was just blowing it past everybody. And, you know, Tiger's numbers are skewed because he was a very conservative player in 99 and 2000. He basically let his iron play into the greens and his putter and his short game ability just to destroy fields. Yeah. And he hit lots of irons and three woods. At three wood, he used to hit that an awful lot. And uh, The only time I really remember him... Dominating a golf course with the driver was at Pebble Beach in I think it was two thousand. Let's say the ninety nine or two thousand. I'm going to say two thousand. He dominated a golf course with the driver. Hmm. That's the only time I've ever seen that. So all of his stats. Can you go back? Can you click back to ninety nine and 99, just see where let me see where Tiger was? Because like, okay. yep. Tiger was the longest player who had the most club head speed of note. Back in '99, 99 so '99, 99,
0: you had John Daly at number one with an average of 305. Yeah, Chris Couch was number two at 296, yep, and Tiger Woods was number three at 293.
1: Yeah, and that's Tiger using three woods a lot mm. in a lot of situations when 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 the there was measured. Now you know when they did the measuring here in Australia, it's usually one hole, one way, one hole the other. And early days in Europe, it was the same. For a long time in America, there's been more than just two holes. Yep. So a lot, you know, for a long time, um, you yeah, know, Tiger three woods would have been uh, the number used yeah. to check it out. But he was clearly he was longer than John Daly mm. in '99 and 2000. He was longer than John. He was more accurate than John. He was more accurate than just about everybody <laughs> with the irons, and he had the be- he, he putted like Jordan Spieth does today. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. He
1: hit chip shots like Seve Ballesteros. (laughs) He was unbelievable. He was a freak. He was a freak. Now, I want to
0: talk a bit about Dusty because it was his first win since back in March
1: where he won three in a row. Yep. Um, Leading into the Masters where he went up a spiral staircase, slipped on his socks. That's right. And hurt his back.
0: It's a great what if that, isn't it? Because he was (laughs) in as good a form as any golfer we've seen for quite some time at that
1: point. And that tournament is just made for him. Yeah. Wider than normal fairways. Yep. You have to be good with the wedges, which we know he is. Mm. Um, and if you just leave the ball below the hole, away you go. And when you hit the ball as far as he does, leaving the ball below the hole becomes a much easier thing to do mm-hmm. than when you're hitting five irons in. Yep. Yeah, you can't. It's it's almost, it's too hard. Yep. You're just happy with it on the green he at gonna Augusta.
0: Dominate these playoffs, do you reckon, Dusty?
1: Well, so I tell you, his speed looked awfully good. If he mm. If he gets in the right mood... Uh, then Spieth's going to be up there. I'm still waiting for Hideki. I was really wrapped with Jason Day. Yeah? Yeah, No complaints this week. Did you hear any complaints? I didn't, no. No, I didn't hear any complaints last week either. Yeah. So hopefully there are no complaints this week either. And he's got his eye on the ball and just wants to play good golf. Yeah. Rory McIlroy's been disappointing, hasn't he? Yeah, what did he do last week? I didn't see him him play much. I'll
0: get his final spot, but um, he just hasn't quite, hasn't quite been the same
1: player yeah. this year, is he? He hasn't no.
0: won yet. I think this first year he hasn't won yeah. on tour.
1: So, Yeah, that's right. He, yeah. He's got to keep the streak going. And he's got actually. that
0: injury at the moment. So he has said he's going to play in the playoffs and See still how play it goes. a little bit in on the European tour as well. Yeah, okay.
1: So, so the playoffs this week is down to the top 100. Yep. I love I love the system now. Oh, they, they, they nail the system to where the points change yep. coming into this week uh, and then they change again for the last one and you know, you've know got a 125 plays week one, 100, then 70, and then thirty top thirty is the grand final. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love it, and I love the fact they rejig uh, the numbers as well in that last one. And if you're in the top five, if you win the tournament, you win the lot. Yep, uh, you yeah, can't get better. Yep, they've and done, that's they've it, done that's, really well.
0: I like it I like that last point you make, Marco. The fact that if you win it and you're in that last top five. You win. Then you win. Because yeah. it's got
1: a real grand final feel
0: about it. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You wouldn't want to see someone who was, you know, fourth That's it. or fifth.
1: And if the numbers completely reverse, yeah. so if 30 comes first and yep. 29 comes second and, and so on, then 30 wins. That's it. <laughs> How good. How good. <laughs> Remarkable.
0: We've got to get to a break. Still plenty more Clubhouse to come. Stick around right throughout the show. Marco's Masterclass. You'll get a free golf lesson. That is all coming up soon. Can
1: we? We're talking about driving. Mm. Can we balance this up, please? Yeah. And let's talk about putting next. All right. I saw some things, especially with Jordan Spieth and mm-hmm. Polly Hideki from a couple of weeks ago. Let's help people with their putting next. All right, stick around for that putting lesson up next on The Clubhouse. In your life, have you seen anything like that?
0: You're listening to The Clubhouse. You're hey, welcome back. It is The Clubhouse right across Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. If you do want to podcast on the show at any stage, just search for The Clubhouse on iTunes. Download the podcast each and every week. Now, Marco. Yes. You've spoken about the long drives and yes. things like that, but... You get came the job in done. today and you were very, very impressed with a couple of blokes putting.
1: Yeah, well, look, this this stat gets brought up a lot, is that the ball and the club, the, the game? The ball's never gone further. Golf clubs have never been easy to hit, yet the average handicap has remained the same. Yep. That's impossible. <laughs> so, yeah, you know, we all get involved with hitting the golf ball and all the rest of it. But at some stage, we've got to have a think about what we're doing on the short grass. Now, watching Jordan Spieth putt this week, it it's so clear to me that, Movement is important in what he does. You know, when you watch a basketballer at the free throw line, they don't stand there like a statue and stare at the ring. Yep. Then suddenly shoot. They're always moving. They're they bouncing are. the ball. Bouncing they're looking it. up. Bouncing the ball, keeping looking up. Keeping loose. Keeping it loose. And then they turn it into a reaction. They look at the ring and they react to the ring. It's a bit like when you screw up a piece of paper, you look in the corner of the bin and you throw it straight in. It's so easy. mm that's what they're doing. They're just getting their brain to react to what's in front of them. Yep. So many people don't do this on the putting green. When you watch Jordan Spieth, next time you watch him closely, he's always looking, he's always moving, his feet are always tapping. And then he starts his stroke with his beautiful forward press that he has incorporated every single shot he plays. Yep. Watch him chipping, hitting, driving. Don't think he can do it on the bunkers. A <laughs> bit hard. Yep. But every basically every single shot he plays – He's got this beautiful forward press Mm. after feet bouncing up and down, staying loose, reacting to the line. That's all you can do. All you can do when you putt, very rarely can you look at the hole, although he used to. And he still does occasionally. He used to do it all the time. Occasionally, he's right. But you can react to the line because when you're looking at the ball blankly when you putt, you should have a pretty strong idea what line that ball needs to start on. So you can react to that line, Mm -hmm. but you've got to not worry about mechanics. So Jordan speak. this is beautiful. He does his thinking with mechanics before he putts in his practice stroke. Then you can see him getting in tune with the start line of every putt that he hits. And he bounces his feet. He puts the putter behind. He has one more look Mm -hmm. for distance, I imagine. He looks back blankly at the ball. And I guarantee you, he knows exactly where that ball's got to start, yeah. and he reacts to the line of that putt. It's beautiful, but it can't be done if you stand there like a statue, rock solid, and wonder how the hell this thing's <laughs> going to go in. Yeah, it can't. It can't actually happen. You've got to be fluid. The other one, the other guy, I love watching Hideki, yes, yes. Matsuyama. Now he, he he's not a statue. He does it a different way. He's a bouncer. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so he actually <laughs>
1: taps his putter on the ground behind the ball. Tiny little one-millimeter taps. Mm-hmm. And the skill, you actually get better. I'm a, I'm a tapper as well. Are you? And yeah, I'm, I'm a tapper because I saw – I, I I've said this before. I used to caddy for David Ferry when he came to Australia to play when I was yep. 14 or a 15-year-old. And he would just plonk his entire shag bag on the putting green and he would just practice six-footers. Mm. And I would just sit behind the hole – and he made me wipe the ball, even though he just hit a putt. I had to wipe the <laughs> ball every time a ball went in the hole, because he wanted his practice balls beautifully clean. And it's funny how, you know, the, 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 the more yeah. the more real um, successful people you meet, everything's got to be right for them. You know, everything and has to be, be spot on. Spot on. It's got to be gotta right. Be the same, Routine, everything. absolutely. Yep. And he was one of those. So he would putt for hours. Like it was the worst job in history until the tournament started with David Ferretti. And he would bounce that putter. And, one, you know, one time was a hot day at Huntingdale where the Australian Plant Masters were being played that year. And he was having a drink, or his wife brought over a, a bottle. And I said, why do you bounce the putter? And he told me all these things. He said, you can't be a statue. Yep. You've got to bounce, and you've got to react to the line. And that's what Hideki does as well. That's mm-hmm. what Greg Norman used to do. Yes. A lot of play. The only player I've ever seen statue up was Jack. But he, he he's a yeah, different unit. Yeah. yeah, He's a different unit. Yeah. For every person who wants to be Jack Nicholas, who just sits there and you know is a statue, yes, there's a billion others who can't do what Jack did. Yeah, but the bouncing is important. Hideki does it beautifully. Just keep that little bit of movement. That's it. Keep the keep feet loose. tapping. Keep the feet tapping. Yeah, look for your lines and work out how you can react to starting the ball on that line. Yeah, the statue is the biggest killer in not only chipping but also putting yep. and probably the full swing as well. Probably.
0: I want to ask you about, you speak about Jordan Spieth yeah.
1: and how he sometimes
0: looks at the hole yeah. when he's putting. Yeah, A lot of people will just be transfixed at the ball the whole time. Yeah, And a lot of people, I imagine, Marco, at there listening, will line up their golf ball with yeah. their line on the line that they want yep. on the back of the ball, and they'll yep. try and line it up with the, the back line on their putter. Yeah. So try and get that. Works aim. well. But then when they're taking their backswing, yeah. they'll try and keep that line as it's going back and they'll be watching the club. Oh, now,
1: they're trying to keep the club face square to the line on the exactly ball. Exactly right. All the way through the swing. Yes. Bad mistake. Yes. But yeah, can't do it. So
0: you would you encourage people out there listening when they're taking their club hmm. back to be looking at the ball or to be monitoring the club itself to make sure that they're not taking it so fast? Rip-roaring
1: question. Neither. Now, the reason it's neither is because you should only think about the line of the ball starting and you have this. Now, this is the way I describe it to people when you putt. You don't focus on anything. It's a bit like when you're driving your car a long distance. Mm. You're not staring at anything. (laughs) You are blankly looking out the windscreen. Just taking it all Aware. And you're aware of what's around you, but you're not pinpointing a thing. It's the same look when you look down at the at the golf ball. What you've got to be aware of though, because a staring increases tension. Yep. If you stare, like you just stare now at anything, mm. it's tension. It's mm. tension filled. Mm. You don't, it's the last thing you want to do. So don't stare at the ball. Blank look. And that's with hitting as well. There's another master. They're, they're just yep. when you hit, don't stare just blankly. You know where the ball is. Go about your business. But when you have that blank stare, there also has to be the ability of where that ball needs to start. Yep. That's your one most important thing when you putt. React to the line that you want the ball to start on. Exactly like a basketballer reacts to the ring mm-hmm. when he's free-throwing and, and probably jump shots around the court as well. You know, he doesn't stare at the ring when he's you – know, they don't stare at it all the time. They don't. Mm-hmm. They're doing other things. They're like, look, react. Yeah. Bang. Same when you screw a piece of paper up. When you screw the piece of paper up, then you have a quick look and you go bang and you throw it straight in. All those things. You look and your body reacts. Teach yourself to do it when you putt as well. So you're always looking for distance. You're always looking to stay loose with your feet tapping Mm -hmm. or your your blade of the putter bouncing. One millimeter bounces, little tiny taps. Watch it next time a playing. Watch the close-up. You'll (laughs) see his putter tapping. You might even see Jordan tapping before he does his forward press to stay loose and just one more we we're talking about so, you know really concentrating on line yes. here at the moment do what Jordan does with the short ones to get better at your long ones so when you're warming up on the putting green hopefully the putting green the practice putting green is the same pace as the you know basically the same pace as the course uh, greens as yes. well but when you have the 30 footer or the 40 footer and you practice putting just once you've lined up look at the hole and then putt and react to the distance as well. And you'll find that your stroke doesn't need to be this great big long thing. It just, it becomes a beautiful balanced stroke for the distance required to hit the ball. And you become very, very good at hitting the ball the right distance, even though you're not looking at the ball anymore. You just kind of blankly looking where the hole is. Yeah. It works a treat. So you go through your whole routine, you line it up, you've read the putt. (laughs) The last thing you do is look up. So you're still moving and then you react to where that hole is. So line kind of goes out the window but your length becomes magnificent, mm. absolutely magnificent. So there's two different schools of thought Hideki versus Jordan to stay loose over your putts, but both of them react to the putting line.
0: Love it. Now, if you're not going to go out there and putt better after that, come on. Seriously.
1: I feel like giving some pep talk on
0: Yeah.
1: Because sure. putting, you can't have, if you're having, if you're having 40 putts around, that's you're, your average. You're cooked. That's disgusting. It cooked. Disgusting. It yeah. should be good. No, like if you're having 30. If, you haven't, if, you're, if your average is thirty putts around, that's turns your eighty into a seventy, mm. or your ninety into an eighty, or your one hundred into a ninety. Then on your good days, you have twenty five putts because your average is thirty. That's right. And on your good days, your eighty becomes sixty five. That's it. And you're not. Yeah. So it's, it's a totally different ball game. Yeah. ninety becomes 75. So instead of your 100 going to, becomes as, 85 on your good days, as we said last week, instead of going to the range and hitting a hundred balls every single time, 80% short game, 80% on the putter, 80%, but you got to know what you're doing as well. Yep. So if you, if you're practicing and you've been practicing being a statue, unfortunately you've been given some bad advice or you've worked it out for yourself and it's wrong. Don't do it. Always move. Don't be so exact when you line up. Just plonk it down. Stay loose. Keep moving. Forward press. Keep bouncing. Do something. And know where the ball needs to start and just react and get the ball started online. There you go. Right on. You'll be down to three soon. I'm
0: going to be listening back to that and taking more and more notes on my putting, Marco, because it's pretty horrific.
1: At yeah. The moment, well. so. what do, you, what, do you know what you're averaging, do you reckon? Uh, 36, I reckon. You'd be an yeah, average of a 36 probably rounds. Probably about that. Yeah. So you need to improve six mm, shots at least. Up. And then on your good days, you'll have twenty six. Yep. So on your good days, what's your handicap? Six. Nine. Nine. Yep. So on your good days, you'll be playing, you'll be shooting one under, basically. That'd be nice. Well, I think you should start <laughs> practicing your putting drills. Should
0: come on. No, mate. I've been doing those drills that we talked about. That's oh, great. good. Yeah. Anyway, we got to get to a break. Plenty more clubhouse still to come. So stick around. In your life, have you seen anything like
1: that? You're listening to the Clubhouse.
0: Welcome back. It is the clubhouse it's right around Australia. Julian Bayard and Mark Allen with you. Stick around. Still a masterclass from Marco. Still to come. You are looking a bit thin, Jules. Well, What's going on? We walked into the studio today, and you've been raving, raving about mm. how good the Toast- ham and cheese toasties are at a golf course at
1: Kingston Heath. Yeah, they are magnificent. Mm. And or toasted, toasted chicken avocado. Yes. So anything. To- you know, Just a like really toasty nice Toasty in the morning. Toasted ham and hot <laughs> English mustard. An absolute winner. That's right. This is a golf show in case you've just tuned in. Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> yeah, But, you know, being in a great clubhouse is half, half the experience uh, that's of right. playing golf. Yeah. It, it, it is sensational. What? And you're about to say what? That you couldn't get one somewhere? No, well, I'm
0: just saying that you've come in and absolutely raving about how yeah. you've got these ham and cheese toasties and you get the soup on the course. And I'm, I don't play at a fancy golf club you? like you, Marco. Beacon Hills is pretty fancy. It is nice, but it's not quite at the same. No I, was, no, I
1: was not top 20
0: in the world. No. <laughs> no. But you've come in and said about it, these great ham and cheese toasts. And I often find that potentially after seven or eight holes, I might get a little bit hungry. And, and you I'm a little get bit one. disappointed that I can't get a ham and cheese toast. you. Okay? Yeah,
1: well, that's a, that is stupid. Mm. Can I just do, just on the back of that, Yeah, the top five <laughs> dumb things at golf courses? Yeah. Can we do it? If, if you're at a golf course, link, but I like it. if you're at yes. a golf course anywhere in the whole world, and yep. you can't get a toasted sandwich Ooh. after the round, yep. or any toasted sandwich you like, yep. like you can make it up. If you can't get it, that golf club you should never play again, <laughs> ever, ever. I love it. I love I'm it. I'm serious. Yep. that's fair. That's fair. That is number five. Number five. All
0: right. Number five. All right. All right. What's he gonna, what are you going to say? I'm going to have a top five list. All right. Yep.
1: Of, of the so most stupid things are golf course currently. Five. All right, What's if you for? can't get a toasty, and there yep. are plenty of golf clubs, then that's number five. Yeah, number four. Number four, especially in this country where we've been building golf courses on small blocks of land for a long time, and yes. in the past, crazy committee members have been planting trees two paces off the edge of the fairway. Mm-hmm. If you do not clip the branches. At the very least, I mean, you should be kind of getting rid of the trees. But if you aren't, at the very least, clipping the branches at the bottom yes. so that one, you don't lose a ball, and two, you can try and maneuver the a ball out. Sort of a hook style shot. And show, you, show us your recovery skills. Yes. That is number four as the stupid things at golf clubs. Uh. If if you've got trees that are 30 meters away from the, the edge of the fairway, I understand. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about clipping it too much, mm. although you probably should. But for the two steppers, for the trees that are two steps Fist off, the, off edge, the edge, clip them back, please. You don't mind a little, a narrow trunk
0: potentially, Mark? No, ah, That deal. you
1: can try and hook around or slice
0: around. That's it's right. In the
1: way. You can mow around. You can do, you, like, you That's know, right. these days it it's good. These days they kind of poison the grass underneath and you, you have a bare area. It looks fantastic. But let us play golf. Yeah, no break. Don't wanna look for golf balls two steps off the fairway. It's stupid. Yeah. That's right. number three. That's number four. That's number four. Yeah. Uh, righto, this is hard off that top man. Yeah. <laughs> the unkept Heathland area. So I uh, you know how down in in the sand belt mm-hmm. you've got the T, yes. and you've got kind of a rough looking, you know, in looks between like
0: the paths that have found their way right. through it. Yeah.
1: Every once in a while, one of those areas will just pop up <laughs> out of nowhere. It'll normally be on a tiny little mound. It's got nothing to do with anything, and they try and turn it into a little, okay. you know, this, is, it top of a this is what it was in the 1920s yep. area. It's unkept. No one's even looked at it for 15 years, and it's sitting there, in disgrace. Yep.
0: And it is off. It is a genuinely, normally a, a crappy yeah. mound that just yes. gets in your way. Oh, it's got nothing to do with anything. The grass on it's this long.
1: You lose oh, your in it's it. It. ridiculous. Yep. I mean, just leave it as grass and mow it and then make a real Heathland type area yep. somewhere. Agreed. That's in play and looks nice. Yep. Don't just leave a dodgy one out there that's, you know, 10 yards square. Agreed. In the middle of that. That, that, that is just a stupid look. Yep. So that's number three. That All is right. number three. Number two on the... Crap things on. I'm I'm harking back to my junior days here. Yeah. But the one hundred and fifty metre peg or shrub Ah. on each side of the you don't like that. No, just put it on the sprinkler taps for goodness sakes. It costs you a bugger all. It looks a thousand times better. Two trees, two sticks, Mm. two sticks to say it's one hundred and fifty metres. I mean, do everyone a favour and just put it on the sprinkler taps, please. It is stupid. Look after golfers. Let's let's play. So quick. you're
0: not happy with the 200, the 150 and then the 100 marker?
1: I don't mind them. Mm-hmm. But as long as it's not posts. Not a post. Either side of the fairway. You know what is frustrating? It looks so
0: bad. You know what is frustrating when you're what? trying to play one of those little punch shots from under the trees mm-hmm. and then you smack it straight
1: into one of those posts as <laughs> well. Oh. Yeah. The sky, it looks so it looks so random and silly. Yeah. And number 1, mm. the number 1 stupid. Most ludicrous, dumb things you'll ever see at a golf course? Garden rakes in the bunkers. Garden rakes in the bunkers. Get rakes <laughs> that are designed for a golf course, please. Well, so
0: you not know the big green
1: triangle ones? You know Are really? they called tongs? Is that what yeah. the teeth are <laughs> yeah. called? Oh, I don't know. You get these garden rakes and the tongs are like five inches long. Uh. And that encourages people to slam the tong into the yep. sand and drag it and almost rotary hoe the yes. bunker. The last thing you want to do in bunkers is rotary hoe the bunker every time you hit a shot. Yes. A real golf course rake just slightly covers up where you've been mm-hmm. and it doesn't dig in and doesn't soften bunkers and you get a much cons- more a much more consistent yep. sort of surface and to you play get out of. A nice result at the end of it. That's right. Looks good. And you, you, easy. You don't get people playing table tennis from one side of the green <laughs> to the other and then back because the runc- You know what also? They're wider. So you only need one rake instead of two. There are so many reasons. And you've got to see these beautiful wooden ones. I played Yarra Yarra the other week. And I know Royal Melbourne have got them as well. And I think Commonwealth Golf Course also has them. They Mm -hmm. have these beautiful, I don't know, it must be a cane rake. And it's a pole and they put a split in the pole and it goes out. It looks beautiful. But these rakes that they've got at Royal and Yarra Yarra, you almost want to go in the bunker so you can rake. That's how good they are, Jules. You've lost the pot. (laughs) You almost want to go in there and test them out. But if you are a golf course uh, committeeman right now. Fork out for the proper rakes. Or if you're a greenskeeper who's been looking at these stupid garden rakes in bunkers for a long time, can you just fix it? Just fix it. Get it done. It's It's just stupid. It ruins the garden. Garden rakes in bunkers ruins bunkers. Yeah. They're crap. And no one wants to use them. While we're at it. they're garbage. While we're at it, tell the punters out there how they should
0: leave the rakes, Marco, after they're finished. Oh,
1: well, now now you're really... <laughs> when I was playing pro- professionally, we would be fined 500 bucks on some tours really? if we left a rake in a bunker. Mm. And every, everywhere I go, you've got to leave the rake in the bunker. It only encourages people to put it on the face and lazily throw it in. Just there's always a tongue on a bunker. Just leave the rakes in the tongues where you walk down into. Yep. Bad luck if you hit one off the tee. I mean, it never happens. It should be where you walk in the bunkers. That's where you leave the rake. That's where they go. That's where they go because you know what happens? People throw them into the middle of the bunker and they leave these great big marks and they've just done all this effort raking them up and then they throw it in. Yep. And then you got to walk to the bunker. I uh, walk to yeah. the rake. Walk to where you. Yes. Is, and you got to f- you've fill got- up twice as many footprints. That's exactly right, Jules. If it's left out of the bunker, you can just pick it up, walk around to the shortest possible distance, Yes, hit your shot, and rake up just a little bit without a garden rake in your hand.
0: <laughs> God.
1: Talking all the big issues on the clubhouse. Well, it
0: drives you crazy, Jules. The little things on the golf course, Marco, they're important to it's address. It's always little
1: things, mate. Yes. It's always little things. Yes. Well, let's, for starters, let's for, for starters, get rid of garden rakes out of golf course bunkers. They're stupid. They don't work properly and nobody wants to use them. A break. When we come
0: back, Marco's Masterclass. I need a drink. It's yeah, time to get a free golf lesson from Mark Allen, the best teacher in golf on radio. And we do it all for Club Mandalay golf course. Play golf, play Club Mandalay. Visit clubmandalay.com.au. It's great golf in Melbourne's north. Play golf at mm. Club Mandalay. Righto,
1: we've spoken a lot about putting today uh, with mm-hmm. uh, Hideki bouncing the putter and Jordan Spieth moving his feet and then forward pressing into it. Uh, I don't like saying this, but this one comes from my brother. Wow. He was a club champion at Huntingdale and a very, very good putter his whole life. Is he off now? Probably off about two or three. Yep. But when Peter was putting well, he was very, very, very good. Very good. And his only swing thought, and this would be ridiculous to most, was just to roll the ball over and over. Just to get the ball rolling. We always think about hitting the putt. Just hitting the putt. Mm. But you try this. It's a different attitude. And you almost... Caress the ball to roll straight away. It's not a topspin motion like some people did. Like my dad, my dad used to tell me to try and topspin <laughs> the ball. It doesn't work. It's been proven on the fast cameras. Yep. You, you you can't topspin a ball. Mm. It's impossible. But you try rolling it. You know you always hear he puts. You know the best putters make the ball roll the best, yeah. and the ball doesn't bounce. That's true. Because for whatever reason, they get the ball rolling faster than others. And if you are only thinking about, you know, we're talking about the line before and getting the ball to start on the line. Mm-hmm. Try getting the ball. Take it one more step. Try to get the ball rolling on that line. Mm. So go to a whole different level. I mean, you don't want to give people too much. But if you if you've been a line noticer and that's what you do, you just try and start the ball on the line, try and just add this little – more, just tiny bit more, another little leaf to what you do when you putt, try to get the ball to start rolling right. on that line and react to that. And it'll make a difference. It makes a huge difference. It's, it's, it's a mindset, but before, you know, sometimes you, you don't hit putts. That's It's another one. You stroke a putt. And I think when you have the hitting mentality, you don't roll the ball as well. Mm. But when you have a stroking mentality, which you kind of just... You get it for some reason when, you, when you're trying to roll you're the ball. Right,
0: when you do, you mentally think about rolling it. You feel like you're going to stroke it more than yes,
1: you get it. yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the whole thing. Mm. So you know, vocabulary is very, very important when you teach people, but it's also very important to yourself. And I think if you try and roll the ball, you're more inclined to stroke the putt. Yep. So again, don't be a statue. Know where you have to start the ball, what line it is. And get the ball rolling on that line. Try and roll the ball on that line. I think you'll find you'll stop hitting putts and you'll start stroking putts. Nice.
0: it's a good tip. I it like works that. better. I like that. A lot of mental stuff today in the show. Yeah. I like
1: it. It's yeah. a mental game. It is a mental game. It's a mental game. Every game mm. is a mental game. Yeah, Except for weightlifting. I think it's just brute force. Do you reckon? I think so.
0: <laughs> you gotta look, You got to re-think that you can lift those weights. <laughs> we'll
1: probably get weightlifters telling us tomorrow. It's yeah, a real mental game. It is a mental sport weightlifting. <laughs> play it golf, probably is. so.
0: Play golf for two people at Club Mandalay, including a motorised cart mm. with a drink, 79 bucks. Great value there yeah, for our is. friends at Club Mandalay. What about
1: that hot dog eating contest? Do you reckon that's mental?
0: Like, I reckon I can get one more in.
1: Yeah, I reckon it probably is mental. <laughs> <Yeah>. It is. <laughs> hey, Good on you, buddy. Fun. We'll see you next week. See you next week, buddy.